Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you feeling pepped up now? Oh, is that not great? That was great. Why did you keep trying to contort that into things that makes like con- containers that make sense? I didn't understand what he was talking about. What was he talking about? He's ta- just rapping about Christmas and he's a baby. <laughs> and Christmas is for the babies. And then he started talking about elves for a while. It's funny. Welcome to Talking Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm David Streepy. I'm Becky Streepy. This week on the show, we will talk even more about Chex Mix and drink CBD water from Untitled Art. Becky, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, what's new? Uh, what's new is that we're doing this for the second time today. Why would you? Why wouldn't I? Who cares? Heard a crackle, everything crashed. Should should be. This is the second this, time that's happened. Should, so audio Twitter, if you know why, could could you get at me? Should be. Invisible to the listener. Why? Any hiccups. Because why would you feel the need to explain that? I'm not explaining it. I'm you mentioning it. You, it's how I am. You went around the blog on it. How I am is really worried it's going to happen again. I'm just staring at the sound <laughs> well, wave. Well, this isn't good energy to record with. I'm ready. If you're just sitting here looking over your shoulder to see if the thing is going to crash. Okay, I'm ready. I'm good. No, forget it. No, no, no. Let's just stop. I'm great. Hey, no, how are you doing, no, Dave? Are you, do you no, Any resolutions? No, we didn't really, mention- You are flopping- all over yourself. I'm flopping? Yes. You're the one that's all all grumpy about... I was trying to start anew with a fresh outlook. We don't need to talk about the stuff we talked about in that first take. I thought the first take it was, was so fun. good. It was fun. Trying but to now we're trying to... Re- like, Yeah, you're trying to run it back down like it was a scripted thing. And really, it was just organic you know, juice uh-huh. that was squeezing out of us. Ugh. Well, it's true. Sounds messy. It was messy. And that's I don't want to put that back in the bottle and then let it out again. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Have yeah. you ever tried to put juice back in a bottle? No. It's impossible. I mean, you can. You can get Have some you of heard of there, a thing called a funnel? A funnel? Have you ever used a funnel? Would you pick juice up off of the ground and put pick it? Pick it up? Yes. If you spill the juice, mm-hmm. which is what happened, the equipment failed. The juice was spilled. It was everywhere. Right. So you're saying that a funnel would help you put that juice back in the bottle and be able to drink it? No. No. Regardless of whether you got it back in the bottle, which is arguable, mm-hmm. would you even drink it? No. No, I would not. Hey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We didn't talk about the New Year last year. We didn't. Yeah. Last week? Last year. Yeah, I guess it was last year, but it's still this year for us. Well, why are you doing that? <laughs> why wouldn't I do that? It's just unnecessary. I don't know. Why are you so being so hard on me? I'm not being hard on you. You're taking these weird detours to like fact check ourselves. Should I talk about the rock in my shoe? No. Okay. Don't talk about the rock in your shoe. Oh, we yeah. had such a good energy, and now it it's a weird so energy. I'm so sad that you all missed it. It was great. You could just... You want to start over again? No, I think we could just skip the episode this week. Are you kidding? No, I want to do it. We're here. I'm okay. in my pajamas. What? Dave, how are you? I'm good. I'm in my pajamas, I said. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want to talk about New Year's resolutions? I thought no, that was a good I don't, topic. I, don't, I guess, yeah. Let's talk about New Year's <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> What's Do you yours? have any? No. I'm okay. horrified. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. 
I, I, well, what I was saying before the crackle and the crash was that I am more of a goals person than a resolutions person. Right. Um, but I haven't worked on my goals for 2021 either. I'm kind of waiting to see what the climate of 2021 will be. Also, I'm very busy right now, so it's really hard to set goals because I'm trying to work ahead so I can take some time off for the holidays and like hang out with you guys. And I, and I've got kind of a new gig and I'm very he- hectic times. But after that settles, I'm going to work on goals for next year. So what, how is a goal different from a resolution? I think that a goal, like a smart goal, I think a goal is a smart goal. Like it's got a timeline to it. Mm-hmm. It's got like steps. To, it's got a plan. It's right. not just like, I'm going to lose weight. Right. Or whatever. It's like, I'm going to do these things and this is how and this is when. But there's no rule that says a resolution has to be frustratingly broad. I guess not. I just, I guess I think of it as being that way. Yeah, you're right. A resolution could just be a synonym for a goal. Right. Well, then. And a resolution is, you don't have to make them at the new year either. No, nor will I. Right. But if you're resolving to do something, you're setting a goal for yourself to do it. I guess you resolve and then you make a plan. I think the problem with the the stereotypical New Year's resolution is that it is so broad that it's not actionable and it's not measurable. Like, I'm going to lose weight. Yeah, that's measurable, but that's not actionable. It's not even really measurable though, right? Like how much weight? You, right, but it's measurable in the sense that you did, if or you, you weigh less than you did when you said, I'm going to lose weight, you have succeeded at your resolution. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how about you, though? What? Any resolutions? Goals? I don't have any resolutions. Uh, I don't do, like, New Year's one. Well, last year, I resolved to get off Facebook, and that was the last day that I was on Facebook, and I stuck to it all year long, so... Hey! I guess I I did do that, but... um, No, I hopped on, like, once or twice to stalk somebody, but... (laughs) um, I mean, you're only human. Right. No, I think I'm stuck in a daily resolution of anxiety driven uh self analysis and maybe i am resolving to be a little bit easier on myself with that so resolving maybe not to resolve i like it do you yes not, that sounded so sex in the city oh well it was very I resolve no my part not oh, what you part? said okay. like i resolve not to resolve that's real kelly taylor i choose me in this life in life. In life. Are we the resolvers or are we the resolved? <laughs> well, I think it's a nice sentiment. I think that we are all a little hard on ourselves sometimes, especially right now. Maybe we could just not be. We talked about that in the most recent Vegan Lady Boss meeting quite a bit, and it was very cathartic. Just like giving yourself a break and also like being more flexible with what we expect of ourselves and knowing that just because you... You know, like goals wise, Mm -hmm. because we all had goals for this year too, personal and business related, that maybe it was hard to hit or we had to just let go or push back because of the world. Right. It's okay. But it's easy to be hard on yourself when you don't, you know, live up to your own expectations. Do you feel like though that, like I don't, I, I agree with everything you just said, but there's a layer of, hey, go easier on yourself. That is kind of an out for people who aren't very like self-aware or self like I feel like there's a there's a large number of people who need some self-awareness. Right, right. Yeah. And are being let further off of that hook (laughs) by this kind of overarching mentality of like, it's okay, you know, like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, I don't know. It's kind of a double edged sword, but that's that was true even before the pandemic. Yeah. Whereas like the people who needed to be self-aware weren't self-aware and the people who were self-aware were too self-aware, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's no like one line piece of advice is going to be one size fits all. I think right. that's kind of what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. But I just I feel like though, this, encur- this well-intentioned encouragement to uh, be easier on yourself is maybe <laughs> encouraging folks on that other fringe to be like... Yeah, just More to reckless. like, yeah. You know, take like, think thinking about, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Should I wear a mask? Nah, I'll go easy on myself. Right. <laughs> Why yeah. am I being so hard on myself about this sort of thing? I don't know. That's not a really great, like, specific. 
instance of that. I think I'm guilty of that sometimes. Like mid-afternoon, you know, you hit the mid-afternoon slump, or at least I do. Like I finished my tea. Right. Lunch is settling into my belly. And around two, three o'clock every day, I'm like, ooh, I would love to just not work and play Animal Crossing for an hour. You play Animal Crossing? Me? Um, And most days I can push through it, but some days I'm like, go easy on yourself. But then I end up having to work late because (laughs) I did that. I guess the point is we all fall victim to that, to using that go easy on yourself in moments when we don't, it's not necessary. But I think in in your case, it's saying it's healthy right now to expect a little bit less of yourself. And in the case that you just described, it's like, yeah, kick off early and don't worry about having to work late. And you are not, you would not allow yourself to do that, right? Well, yes, because if I don't hit my deadlines, I don't get paid because that's what freelancing is like. Right. So giving yourself a break is not the same to you as do less. Yeah, I guess it's more like, when am I taking my breaks? Right. At what point? Right. Which is still a very structured way to interpret, give yourself a break. I guess so. Look, it's hectic right now. No, I'm not coming down on you. I'm not <laughs> being know. critical of you. I'm saying- I know. Like, I know you that think I work too much though, but I just have a lot to do. No, I know that you do, but I'm saying that's still a very disciplined way of taking that advice. And that speaks to what I was saying earlier, where like the people who are- hyper self-aware need to give themselves space to be a little bit self-aware but that's the challenge because you expect a lot from yourself and you've set your career up to be structured in a way that demands x amount from you in a week yeah you can't say x minus something is going to be acceptable to you you can't say i can contribute less energy to get x because i won't be happy with myself right yeah so then what does give yourself a break mean? That's true. I guess give yourself a break is like order takeout for dinner so you can sit on the couch quietly instead of right. cooking or play some Monopoly deal. Right. Yeah. Whew. Or, heavy start. <laughs> or find a way to be able to like completely check out. I'm working on that. figure a structured way out to get there so that it it's not like a feeling like you're letting yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm working on this week. I'm trying to get everything wrapped up by Wednesday so that I can take a four-day weekend, Christmas weekend. It's for, it's the week before Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Dave's so mad at me. I also don't know if we were recording earlier when I said- No, you did that in this record. I always do it, everyone. It's what I do. Look, I think especially around the holidays, like what what week it is matters a lot for what's going on in the world because the week before Christmas is a lot different than Hanukkah week or the week before New Year's or if it were really January 8th when we were recording this. Like the energy is different. I bring the same energy regardless of season. Well, aren't you great? No, that was not the point I was making. Let me get you a medal. Wow. This is a contentious. We're going into the holiday season. Well, since Becky said it, I feel like I can just openly talk about it too. We're going into the holiday season with this attitude. What this attitude? animosity. You're coming down on me. Here I am trying to build you up. Oh, getting sorry. super heavy trying to build you up. I appreciate it. Yeah, I can tell. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got a letter? Nope. Why not? Well, we've got a text. Do you want me to read it? Liz says, belated tofu talkback. That's what she calls it when she texts us after uh, or while listening to episodes. There is a Ray Bradbury story that covers the concept of the butterfly effect extremely well, and it made me worried about going anywhere near butterflies because I read it probably too young. And then she linked to a Wikipedia summary of the story, which is called The Sound of Thunder. And it's basically about someone who goes to time travel to um, hunt T-Rex mm-hmm. and accidentally steps on a, a butterfly and ruins everything. So that's The Simpsons' Trails of Horror. Yeah, it's based on this Ray Bradbury story. Yeah. You sure it wasn't the other way around? Probably Ray, Ray Bradbury, Bradbury cribbed traveled? it. Cribbed it from The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. He butterflied it. Mm-hmm. He went and 
And that's why 2020 was what it was. Correct. Yeah. You did crack the case. Okay. Anyway, you mentioned the butterfly. Who's Ashton Kutcher's butterfly? The Kutch, yeah. <laughs> the Kutch's butterfly effect. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was. It was a big cultural moment. I just don't remember that cultural moment as being a big thing in my life. But maybe it was. Like, what year was that? 2000. Okay. I think. Look it up. I don't know. What am I, a timeologist? Ashton Kutcher's butterfly effect. You could just say the butterfly effect. I guarantee you it will be the first result, even though there is a larger butterfly effect that I like concept that predated the Kutch's film debut. Whoa, look at that cover. What year? I, I'm working on it. 2004. 2004, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So we were like fully out of plaid at that point. Mm-hmm. What? Like out of flannel. We oh, 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 right, right, right. Fashion wise. Grunge, grunge was done. Flannel was about more than grunge. I'm sorry. And then the hipsters took it back. Yeah. And it's there back was a again. Moment, in there a... was a moment where flannel had, could take a breath in the mid 2000s before being <laughs> co-opted by different factions. And that was that moment. What was the hot fashion in 2004? I saw a picture of us from 2004 and we looked like shit. So yeah, we, we were, were not. not yeah. No. Mm-mm. But I, I guess was a American lot of apparel? short skirts and sneakers. That was my 2004 look. No, that was late 90s. That was late 90s? Yeah. Well, I think I carried it into the 2000s. 2004 was American like, Apparel. Like what year did we see Radiohead? 2002. Yeah. Like I wore short skirt and sneakers to that and every show that year. I remember that because there was a picture that I was looking at recently from that show. Yeah. I remember I have a fish big cypress shirt. You and I are in this picture holding red solo cups. I have my head shaved and I still have my earrings and I'm wearing this big (laughs) fish big cypress shirt. And I think it's like a medium or a large because it's like this 90s idea of like go baggy. Yeah. Kind of carried over. And uh, it it just looks awful. It looks like I'm wearing my dad's shirt. <laughs> Do you still have that big Cypress shirt? No, I don't think so. Maybe. I've got some folded in the closet somewhere. Like I've got the first fish shirt that I ever bought, like from my first show. I've got that and it's all like faded and, and you know, the graphic gets like crumbly. Pieces fall off of it. Mm-hmm. So like I won't wear it or watch it anymore, but. Maybe it's with those. I don't know. I have to look. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite piece of clothes from when you were a kid? From when I was a kid? Sure. I don't know that I can think of a favorite, but I was just telling my to my kid, my kid, <laughs> our kid, about one of my most memorable articles of clothing. You know, if you said it was your favorite. Well, I think, I wouldn't can I describe it? And then it. you can understand why <laughs> okay. it wasn't my favorite. Uh, but it was very memorable. I guess I did love it. Uh, my sister and I each had one. It was matching. My mom had, I don't, my mom was a preschool teacher. Um, she's retired now. Um, and I don't remember if it was one of the parents of her kids or it was a friend, I don't know, that sewed. And she sewed for me and my sister matching jumpsuits. The fabric, mine was purple. My sister's was turquoise and the print was pandas, a full body jumpsuit of pandas wow. matching with my five years younger little sister. And That's pretty great. I really liked it. Yeah. Why? I don't know if it was a favorite. It's just very memorable. Why and I was telling- so hard on yourself to figure out the, <laughs> the veracity <laughs> of it. Being, just say it's your favorite. I don't want to lie to you, Dave. If you remembered another a- shirt later on and was like, actually, I liked that shirt better than the jumpsuit. Jump do you think I would be like, nope, sorry, the floor is closed to favorites. You said this marriage is over. Point on you would the leave spot. me? Well, no, it wouldn't be Over that. the no. jumpsuit? Goodness, no. What was yours? You seems like you must have a fave in mind. No, I just had the idea out of nowhere to ask you about that. Oh. Anyway, my mom probably still has a picture of me and my sister in you our panda jumpsuits. I'll ask her. You should post it. I'll put a note to text her about that. What was yours? Dig deep. I just want to say earlier, uh, I did not stalk anybody on Facebook. <laughs> yes, you did. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, I wish I could get off Facebook. I'm on there for, for work stuff only. I want to like, I went up to look up somebody. Mm, yeah. I did not like, 
I, I felt bad. This has been in my head this whole time for like Aww. the past four minutes. Like, I felt bad making a joke about stalking somebody, even though I know everybody says like, oh, I stalk so-and-so on Facebook. Like, that can be some serious shit. That's like, true. And I didn't want to diminish that. So that's why I wanted to be like, <laughs> to clarify <laughs> that I went to look somebody up. I'm sorry. I'm laughing, but I'm glad you clarified. Stalking right. is serious. Yeah. Anyway. It geez. is. Whew. Yeah, I'm just overthinking everything today. It's a really heavy I had show. two shirts come to mind. One was a gotcha shirt. Do you know what gotcha was? Gosh, I'm not sure. Okay. It's Let's a surfwear brand. Yes. And it was a shark. Mm-hmm. And the shark had kind of a, hold on. Oh, I don't want to lose the, the talking Tony's story. Um, but I'm going to look up the gotcha shirt. Man, I can't type. I thought that I would get better at iPhone typing, like over the the course of having iPhones. Here's the logo. So it's like a shark with a flag, yes. and it says "Gotcha" underneath it. It was like the coolest thing in Central Florida, in elementary school. Like it was one of the cool brands, and I think I wanted one. We never had one, and then. I think there was one back to school where, you know, my mom would take me to like Marshall's or TJ Maxx to do our back to school shopping. And I think I found a gotcha shirt there, which was like such a find. And we got it and I wore it one time and then lost the shirt. And so I have kind of this white whale uh, vision of that shirt in my head because I wanted it for so long, got it, got one wearing out of it, and then the shirt disappeared. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Jeez. So there's that. And then I don't even remember really what the shirt looked like. I remember it had a red, white, and blue in it. And I remember it was like a little bit of a, like a stripey pattern to it. And then it had that gotcha real prominent so I could point at it and be like, gotcha. yeah, yeah I can get these clothes too. <laughs> but then another one was another surfwear brand, Surf and Skate, was Town & Country, TNC, Surf Designs. Do you remember TNC? They had a store in the mall, didn't they? No, that's Good Vibrations. Are you thinking of Good Vibrations? That's not it. But there was like a surf clothes store in the mall that we used to go to a lot. For, not in you and Central me. Florida, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know each that's other. Where we met. In middle school. I've got this picture from a Good Vibrations and you're actually <laughs> in the back of it. And it was 30 years before we met. Um, no, it's town and country TNC surf designs had like a yin yang, uh, symbol as like their logo. And then they had all these characters. They had thriller gorilla. They had, and he was like a gorilla who had like a, a skater cap and, uh, like board shorts. And they had like a tiki guy who had like a big tiki mask. They had, um, gosh, the, who are the other, I should have looked this up. But there were like four main characters and they had a whole bunch of shirts that had like full panel draw illustrations of like these characters like up to shit. Like one would be surfing on a wave and then the tiki guy would be, oh, you're writing an E down because I said a bad word. Sorry. No. Why are you saying sorry? I just have to write <laughs> the like E down so I remember. Me. Like you like half rolled your eyes as you <laughs> clicked the pen and wrote Was down it the click e of the pen? Here, I'll yeah. open the pen and I'll leave it all right, open. All right. So that next Well, you don't have to do it again. Yeah, but I, I write notes How, sometimes. Do you put multiple E's if I say multiple? I just add an exclamation point wow. afterwards. Um. Well, I've lost my train of thought. You liked your gotcha shirt and you lost it. No. It's your favorite? I'm talking about town and country. Oh, yeah, town and country. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. And so I've been trying to think of the name of that surf no, shop like, in the mall this whole time. The tiki guy would be like skating in the corner and Thriller Gorilla would be like surfing. And sometimes they'd be like up to stuff with each other. And, um, and there were just a whole variety of them. And I wanted those shirts so bad. And then I finally got them. And that one I kept. And I actually have a picture of myself with that shirt. Find it. But it's a friend has it on Facebook and he posted it on Facebook. <laughs> so you on. need to go and get it. I'll tell you where to get it. I'm not going on Facebook. You that. are already on Facebook. But I don't, I don't go on it. I go on it to check wow. comments on my business page. I have a TV, but I don't turn it on. I mean, I'm on Instagram all the time. So yeah. it's, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm... Above it. I'm right. just saying going on Facebook makes me depressed, so I don't yeah. do it. That's why I had to stop. Mm-hmm. Depressed. 
but I do go on to check my business page to see what if people are asking questions. And then I go on to do vegan lady boss stuff. And I try to keep it to just those two activities. And I try. Oh my God, do I try. Those are my shirts. Those are your shirts. I like that. Yeah. You forgot that I, about the second one. Gotcha when I asked and you. TNC. Right. I'm with you. There now. was also a TNC Nintendo game, which I loved. Are you sure TNC didn't have a store? No, I'm not sure. Mall that I used to go to. I don't know what happened in your malls in your hometown, but I'm pretty sure that TNC didn't have a storefront. What do you think of Big Johnson? No. <laughs> Although Big those Johnson? shirts were very popular in yeah. my high school. Yeah. I had a Big Johnson shirt. Ugh. Can you believe that my parents got me a Big Johnson shirt? I cannot. Can you like that is shocking. There was uh there's so many like there was that which when it happened, I was like, they're not seeing what I'm seeing. Like they they didn't get that. I couldn't wear it in good conscience either. <laughs> but uh one time they also like they went out shopping and I had a list of like computer games that I wanted. <laughs> And one of the games on the list was Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, no. And I just, like, put on there because I was like, oh, whatever. And they brought it home. Because they didn't know what it was, Dave. It has a lady in a hot tub on the cover of it. They probably- I'll show you the cover of Leisure Suit Larry. Dave, it's streepy. They trusted you. They did trust me, and I'm wrong. You were in the wrong. Correct. I am, I but remember- I couldn't believe, like, sh- look at this box. Look at this box and tell me that- you wouldn't go from like shopping list to purchase and take home without like just a squint. I remember in high school computer class, someone brought that game in once and they did oh. not get caught. We all played it. That's the whole story that I have to tell. We also played, what was the Prince game where you had to climb stuff? Prince of Persia? Yeah. Yeah. We played that a lot. Land of the Lounge Lizards. They just didn't look at her. They saw this guy and they were like, he wants to be this they cool guy. They see this guy and say, he wants to be this cool leisure suit Larry guy. Yeah, they want to be this cool guy with, oh, a, with the white jacket. Oh, boy. Yeah. <sighs> hey, yeah. Dave. Yeah, hi. Do you have a news item for us? Talking toe news. Very excited news from, very exciting news from across the pond. Another story from across the pond. Hey, they're pretty. They're they're breaking new territory over there. I'm hoping that this translates to an American development. Just because when you hear what this is, you'll be surprised that this originated across the pond. So, Krispy Kreme launches its first vegan donut. So this one is from plantbasednews.org. I think we should start putting these links in our uh, show notes. I put them in the show notes every single time. Well, I think we should start. We, uh, you mean continue. And, yeah. That's why I say text well, me the every link. Every week we should start it. Okay. Yeah, I'll start doing that, Dave. That's Thanks for the note. Obviously, that was my point. Yeah. Can you text me that story? So I'll have to Already like, done, bud. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Check that it. out. Wow. Wow. First of all, can I just say... UK vegans, you have it so good. You have vegan cheese on your Pizza Hut pizzas. You have, don't they have vegan Domino's too? They have everything there. And now they get vegan Krispy Kreme. It's it's so wild that these fast food places are doing everything in the UK. And I, we we, there are vegans in the US that want it too. We want it. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, I want to eat your donuts. Would you like to hear more about the story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Krispy Kreme has revealed it will be launching a glazed vegan donut in the UK. It's first animal-free offering, according to the donut giant. <laughs> Sounds like there's just a large giant that is <laughs> magically creating the donut. Oh, I like the idea of just oh, a really big... you think it's a big... giant donut with a personality? Mm-hmm. Like okay. a talking... Yeah, okay. I was thinking like Jolly Green Giant, except like doughy, but like a... Large man or human mm-hmm. could be could be man woman whatever a Krispy you know? Kreme human beings right sure <laughs> uh, but like doing the Michelangelo God touch and like donuts come out of his fingers or hands or something like that anyway that's not it it's a giant company is what the story is trying to say the original glazed vegan has the same texture and flavor as its iconic original glazed option which launched in 1937. <sighs> 
They will be available for pre-orders starting December 21st. So that's in the past from where we are now. Mm-hmm. And pre-orders started, or no, orders for delivery started on January 5th for UK nationwide delivery. I'm so You're jealous. putting your hand in your... I'm so jealous. Your head in your hands. When I was in college, my apartment, sophomore year, was around the corner from a Krispy Kreme. If I would go to the Denny's to study, then on the way home, walking home, I would pass that Krispy Kreme. And always, it's like they knew, oh, Becky just finished studying. That Hot Donuts Now sign would be on. Mm. And I can't tell you how many half dozens of Krispy Kreme donuts got me through difficult classes and study sessions. I was more donut than woman that that school year. Oh, and I'm just saying, I really want to eat a Krispy Kreme. Also, I didn't know they had Krispy Kreme in the UK. I didn't know that either. And I was saying just now in my head while you were talking, uh-huh. like I thought they were an Atlanta institution. I thought they were too. They're not. That's what I was looking up. Where are they based from? Yes. I give you Ohio. three guesses. No. I'm just going to go whole states because I'm not oh, going to do this. Okay. Um, I think that they're based in Orlando. No. New York City. Way off. Okay. Well, I, that was three. What would Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. So not far from Atlanta. They're like a southeast institution. Yeah, but we can still have as it. As far as Ohio, Orlando, and New York go. Yeah, none Ooh. of those. I was off. Way off. Anyway, that's Ooh. amazing. And hey, just to hammer home my point that in the UK, they get everything that we want. Domino's to launch vegan chicken pizza in UK is one of the related stories under Why the Krispy Kreme. would you because strip that, me of future Talking Toe News headlines? There is so much great plant-based news out there, Dave. I don't think there's going to be a shortage. Just don't read the chicken pizza thing next week. Here's It'll the thing, okay. though. It's hard to find purely fun <laughs> vegan-based food news. <laughs> That's true. Like without some sort of, and it's not like I, I think we should ignore difficult topics, but a pretty light segment. It is. I like to keep yeah, that you keep, I like it, to light. keep it light. So like vegan chicken pizza fits so, right in there. Don't it's worry. One less thing. I'm sure the UK will get a vegan meatball sub. They probably already have that from Subway. I think they maybe already have that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure the UK do. will get something else great that we sh- we also would like to have. You know, there are parts of the world that aren't in America and the UK. I know, but I don't live in them and I want to eat these things. It's a very, <laughs> still very centric. I know, view UK of vegans are very vegan lucky, meat. is my point, and I'm jealous of them. That's yeah? all. Okay. I'm not saying that we should have it first because we're America. <laughs> I'm saying we like... should have it first because I want to eat it, not, not because we're America. Yeah. That doesn't matter to me. Cutting to the front of that vaccine line. I just think yeah. I want to eat these things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm at the back of that vaccine line, probably. Yeah, I think There's... I'm going to get like composite vaccines made of like leftover pieces of vaccines where the vials broke. Oh, boy. I was we'll just... just put like patchwork ones together and give out like that'll let them give out 5% more. I'll be in that 5%. I was just listening to a story about how the doses of the vaccine actually have a little bit more than one dose is worth in oh. each needle. Why? Because I, apparently that's just how it's like done oomph? with vaccines. Like it's not precise and it's better to be a little over than a little under. It's like when you get fries at Five Guys. You get like the cup of fries, but then you get the fries at the bottom of just the bag too. Over. Like, yeah. You know that, that they, sidebar, they plan for that. That's intentional to make oh. you feel like you got more. Anyway. You did get more. Right. But no, you got the amount that they were planning to give you. Oh, you yeah. feel like you got more than they we're planning to give you. Anyway, I can't remember the resolution of that story. I think it's just that's it. That's the story. Is that's the thing? What the, they get a little bit more, more than there's a little bit more. Feels like when there's a shortage, maybe they should maybe measure more dial, carefully. Trying to dial a little bit more <laughs> tightly. And they're trying to get that stuff out the door. So they're just like, so I'm just imagining like a flat of open syringes, and they have like a pitcher. The vaccine and they're, they're just, just splashing pouring it over, it over the, all of the things and it's splashing all over the table and getting in between them and stuff. And then they just put the lids on it and, and like tilt it so that the runoff like falls off on the table and then they just send it out the door. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. That's what wow. the story described exactly. Wow. Well, you no must have wonder there's it. a shortage. I was saving that for talking Tony's next week. Oh, 
just yeah. a little light vaccine a little banter. <laughs> pandemic COVID vaccine story. Human interest. Should we roll out of this and talk about Chex Mix? I've actually always wanted to make a curried Chex Mix. And so when I decided that I was going to just make, we were running low. David made some Chex Mix, which we'll get into next. But we were running low. I guess that's the easier one. No, it's already, okay. we're already in All it. Right. So we uh, we were running low, as as I said. And uh, I decided to make some Chex Mix. This was kind of a harried. Why would you? So what was our current Chex Mix situation when you decided to make an additional batch? We had about two batch? cups of Chex Mix remaining. So you'd say, probably characterize that as running low? So I decided to make some Chex Mix. It was kind of a rush job. Also, I made it as I was doing some phone bank training. So <laughs> I was attending, not administering this training. Um, but I was kind of trying to listen to this person uh, tell us what to do. Um so I kind of just pulled out everything that looked good in the pantry and then pulled out a ton of spices and threw it all in the pan. Uh, but in the order that Chex Mix tells you to, like, m- you know, melted the butter and then mm-hmm. added everything. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, whenever I am developing a recipe, my first round of testing involves not using any salt, added salt. Because I feel like, why add a ton of salt if you don't have to? Unless I feel like it's definitely going to need salt, I don't put it in there. Because mm-hmm. I can always add it on the next round. But I can't, you know, mm-hmm. if I make it very salty, it's obviously going to taste good. Salt is delicious. But, or, you know, if I make it salty, but you never know what you can get away with unless you try to back off on the salt from the jump. So that's yeah. what I do. Okay. Anyway, so I didn't put any salt in this, which was a mistake. It was not salty enough. But mm-hmm. what I did put into it was, it was half wheat checks. It was half, well, I thought I was doing half rice checks, but it turns out Dave had a container that was like corn and rice together. Yeah, my container in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Had it. Dave had a container. And then I added those crunchy chow mein noodles because we had those. I thought I, I meant to order <laughs> lo mein noodles because <laughs> I was going to make veggie lo mein this week. But I accidentally ordered two bags of crunchy chow mein noodles because I was in a two rush. <laughs> so many. There's like a huge section of our pantry that is chow mein noodles. <laughs> a Not thing a I worst never thing, buy. But yeah, like. yeah. And then I put bagel chips in mine. Uh, and then I used. Butter and sesame oil, soy sauce, rice vinegar, garlic and onion powder, and curry powder and ground ginger. All right. Quick note. Yeah. Four tablespoons butter. Yeah. The recipe calls for six. Oh, but I used less other stuff. Like less of the solid, crunchy stuff. But not – you didn't use less seasoning. And the butter is meant to be a carrier for the seasoning. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's probably – So you have a coating issue. Because the butter is what coats all of the ingredients with the seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like I ended up with some handfuls that are very flavorful and some that don't have anything on them, which was a mixing problem that I was having. Because you didn't have enough butter to mix with. Can you guys- Even six tablespoons is like, it's tough to stir that mix and get a good even coating because hmm. there's a lot of dry stuff. So maybe next time I'll start with like a half cup. Of butter. How many tablespoons is that? That'd be eight. Whoa! So you're going to over-index? Yeah, I think so. That's going to be a wet, yeah, like greasy, greasy Chex Mix. You think like, so? Like both to touch, to mouth, and to stomach, which it's already it already sits heavy in your stomach. You're going to increase that heaviness by 0.5. Okay, so maybe I'll just do six tablespoons of butter, but keep the sesame oil. Yeah, I don't know what the sesame oil is getting you. Yeah, I think I needed to use more sesame oil. What is what is it getting you? Like, a, I wanted it to give it like a toasted sesame flavor, but mm. it, um, what I did was not use enough. Also, I didn't measure anything. I just kind of splashed stuff in. Mm. I wonder if sesame seeds would have been. Sesame seeds, I think, would have been good, but I was kind of holding on to hope that our kid would eat them, and he hates sesame seeds. You just tell him that they're in there. He's not going to get the monocle out. No, but as soon as he sees one, he'll spend his whole time brushing every sesame seed. Oh, they're seed. jalapeno seeds. Maybe I'll try that. 
<laughs> anyway, this Chex Mix was a little bit bland. I did um, – I had two cups of it last night, though, so it wasn't that bad. The first cup was a little bland. The second cup, though, I sprinkled like a teeny little pinch of salt on and kind of tossed it around in my cup. You didn't finish your seasoning. And I it was – stopped you at the butter. Great. No, I read everything. I read the whole thing, and then we backed it up to the butter. Should we talk about your Chex Mix now? I'm just going to read the list just to make sure that – No, that we did. I'll put the list in our show okay. notes. All right. So I'll talk about mine. Um, but first it's one tablespoon sesame oil, two oh tablespoons my gosh, soy stop. sauce because we didn't talk about the soy sauce. I said soy sauce. But we didn't talk about it. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. I used instead one of Worcestershire. Vinegar, one teaspoon of each garlic and onion powder and a tablespoon of curry powder and a tablespoon of, or a teaspoon of ground ginger. That was a tablespoon of garlic and onion. Yeah. A tablespoon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I like things to taste like stuff. See, and that's, I was concerned because I felt like there were a lot of competing spices there. I feel like uh, garlic and onion compete with soy sauce. I feel like ginger competes with garlic and onion. So Okay. I can't even understand what you're saying. I feel okay. like all these things amp each other up. All of these things go together like so beautifully. And I feel like what you're going for was a very curry forward taste, right? Mm-hmm. To the seasoning, which to your point, it did come out more rounded and flat and I did not get that curry profile. Yeah, I'm going to up the curry right. powder in my next round. I also think I'm going to add a little bit of a sweetness. Yeah. Maybe some agave nectar or something. I think it could use a little sweetness. That would be nice. I don't know what the soy sauce got you. I I would have looked at the what I was going for if I was you and I would have tried the soy sauce too. Like I think it was a good move, but I don't know what it got you as far as flavor. Well, I used it to replace the Worcestershire. Right. Uh, Flavor-wise, I think uh, soy sauce and curry are basically married to each other. Okay. And that's that. Yeah. Like I said, it makes sense as an ingredient, but I didn't get the the taste of it. Often with soy sauce, you're not supposed to necessarily taste it. It's a supporting actor. Right. But Worcestershire adds a flavor to the overall profile of the Chex Mix. Yes. That's why I bumped up all these other things. But I just I think more butter would help all that stuff get on everything a little bit better. And I think amping up the amount of curry powder. And I think more ginger too, because it needed a little more kick. And adding a little bit of sweetness. Cause I think that um that, that would just be nice in my mouth. If I was doing a flavor color wheel, curry, garlic, garlic and onion, uh, ground ginger, and soy sauce would be on like they would be very far from each other on that color wheel Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be in the same like quadrant with each other right but i right i you're i i don't think that's an an attainable thing to taste like everything i just disagree so much yeah (laughs) i think when you make a curry Mm -hmm. so often you start by sauteing garlic and onion in sesame oil And then what you do is you add the curry powder and whatever protein you're using and Mm -hmm. a little ginger. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you would add some soy sauce, a little rice vinegar Mm -hmm. for acidity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is basically a curry on a a chip is what I was going for. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about your Chex Mix. Well, I made my Chex Mix. No, you did not make your Chex Mix. You used pretzel sticks instead of pretzel twists. Right, because you per a suggestion out from the list. Well, what? You took the pretzels off of the grocery list. Oh, yeah, because we had pretzel cigars. And so I thought we cigars? were good on pre- We had those big, that's what I've been calling those oh. big, long pretzel sticks. Right. They're like really big pretzel sticks, not the ones he used in this. Um, so we had those and I was trying to get our groceries down to within budget. And I was like, oh, we have pretzels. I didn't think about there for Chex Mix. I just saw them on there and was like, oh, we don't need those. Gotcha. We're good. Um, but also pretzel sticks were a suggestion from someone on Twitter uh-huh. when we were arguing about Chex Mix. And so I was glad you tried it. Yeah. And you said you liked them. I'm trying I to like help them. you talk about your Chex Mix. I could talk about the Chex Mix myself. Well, all you said was I made my Chex Mix. No, I, I stayed the course. I replaced the pretzel sticks with or the pretzels with pretzel sticks, because that was what we had. And there was an ingredient grocery list snafu. And I didn't want that to hold me up. 
because I was waiting for long enough. Uh, and I didn't do bagel chips. I did pita chips, which I normally do. Like that's my regular thing. Oh, and really? you made a meal out of the fact that I did that this time. Oh, I just, bagel chips are one of my favorite components of Chex Mix. I love how they soak in the seasoning. I think my two favorite components of Chex Mix are the wheat Chex and the bagel chips. And it's because they soak in the most sauce. Mm -hmm. They're so saucy and flavorful. And the pita chips just don't, they don't have that absorbency factor. I feel like bagel chips come in a little bit wetter. They do. Yeah, I agree. And greasier like to begin with. So they add greasiness to what ends up being an already very greasy mix. Mm -hmm. So I like to put something drier in that still accomplishes that same taste. Yeah. I like the greasiness. I think yeah. I like I think the greasiness of Chex Mix is part of its appeal to me. Yeah, I think it's great day one. Day three, when it's been sitting in that grease for a while, the, the mix starts to get a little bit like glomming together and, and sticky and Yeah. Not wild about that. But how often does our Chex Mix even make it to day three? Good point. Except we're on day three now. Oh. Good thing I made more. <laughs> yep. Good thing. It is a good thing. Can we talk a little bit more about these pretzel sticks? Yeah, sure. So the they were sold on Twitter as being, I mean, they are thinner than mm-hmm. like the pretzel twists. And so she was saying that the flavor seasoning to gluey dough ratio mm-hmm. was better. Like you could taste the seasoning more. And I did feel like you could taste the seasoning more, but I still felt like they were gluey in my mouth and I didn't care for it. I'm still yeah. picking them out. Yeah, you picked them out. I didn't, I, I liked them more than I thought I would. I would maybe make another batch with them in it, but uh, if it's going to be the same net result <laughs> to the to the people eating it, then I'm just going to stick with the pretzels probably. Yeah. Plus. If it was a good note. I wouldn't have considered it and yeah. it made it the mix feel a little bit different. It was worth a try, mm-hmm. I think. But you seem to really like them better. You told me you liked them more. I don't remember specifically saying that, but I'm not going to deny that I said it. And maybe I was that relieved that they didn't change the mix that much. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I think, like though, it. that if you liked them about the same, then you should do the twists. Because as, as a pretzel avoider, they're easier to avoid those big mm. twists than it is the sticks. I keep ending up. You can tell I've been scooping them because I have to pull them out as I'm eating them then. Right. And then put them in the compost. But the, the twists, I just kind of scoop I'm making a swirling motion with my hand. This is me with my mug avoiding pretzels when I'm scooping from the Chex Mix. I think what you might be remembering is that I said this is the best mix I've made in a long time. Yes, you did say that. I got the seasoning right. It wasn't super over-seasoned. And I felt like the pita and and the addition of the different texture of the pretzel sticks like all made it work together. Oh, I see. I mean, it's good. I've been eating it. I think I'm going to – I actually was thinking about adding salt to the whole container of mine now that my one mug of extra salt experiment worked to see if that amps up the flavor because salt just makes everything – you know, it boosts the flavor of everything around it. Mm -hmm. I might try it. We'll see. I think – yeah, I don't know. Like with yours, it feels like it needs something that spikes it in a specific direction. And with traditional Chex Mix, that's the seasoned salt, the Worcestershire, and the, like, like they're all pushing it in one specific direction, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think your curry analogy is like, yeah, curry is a pretty balanced dish. That's what makes it great, you know? I wonder if something spicy, like some cayenne or something to right. make it spicier. I definitely think I kind of held off, held back with the curry powder because I didn't want to go too far with it. Mm. Maybe more curry powder too. Or yeah. a different kind. Like maybe I used yellow. Maybe red curry would have been better. Mm. Yeah. I do love red curry. Yeah. So many directions to go. Anyway, for a first attempt. I look forward to arguing about the next one. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. So... Dave has been experimenting with all kinds of different fizzy drinks in the house. If you all have been listening to this show for a long time, you know that we love fizzy drinks. You know that I'm obsessed with Spindrift. We, mm-hmm. What is the seltzer that we also like? Waterloo. Waterloo, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We were a LaCroix family for a long time, but we've kind of branched out to yeah. other fizzy things. And then lately, Dave has been trying different CBD sparkling waters and we got really into- You've in- been trying them too. Yeah, I've been trying them too, <laughs> but they're mainly yours. Like you've been ordering them for as your special drink. Yeah. I'm and still kind of- them. Yeah, you're sharing them, but Spindrift is still kind of my special drink mm-hmm. most of the time. But I wanted to try these because um, I think CBD is great. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if it really does anything, but I feel like- after when I use CBD, it does help make me feel a little bit more calm. Yeah, I feel like there's something to it that makes it a little bit more special than a regular sparkling water. Um, and it's nice, you know, as a kind of a wind down drink. Also, if you don't want a boozy drink, yeah. like it can be, it can fill that role and be a little bit of a special drink there too. Um, but they're pricey. They're pretty pricey. Oof, they are. Yeah, they're about the. Are they more expensive than beer, or about the same? More expensive than beer for sure. Oof. It's like probably like three bucks a can, somewhere around there. Okay. Like they average out around, and it depends on how much you buy and you know who you're buying them from. But uh, this one that we tried, uh, our local bottle shop that I go to, Hop City had these available as well. And so I was placed, put an order together and I tried out a couple of those, a couple of these flavors and I liked them. And then I went directly to uh, the website of the brewers. This company is called Untitled Art. So yeah, this is a brewery in Wisconsin that does beer. And I think they do like uh, hard seltzers as well, but they also have this CBD water and... Uh, yeah, so I found out, so I tried it from Hop City, they had a couple of flavors, and then I went on the website and ordered some other flavors so that we could kind of try all the ones that they had. Mm-hmm. And uh, by and large, I like them a lot. I think that when you buy, you know, the more you buy, the more affordable it is. So that helps kind of take the edge off of that. And it's been real nice to kind of have them around the house, pitching in on the on the fancy drink front. Yeah, I liked these too. I felt like when I tried them, were you was it these that you were asking? Or are they more? No, it was the ones from that brewery here that you were saying. Is it more Lacroix or more Spindrift? And these lean towards oh, yeah. the Lacroix side. Like it's not not like there's juice in there. It's like a hint of a flavor. Hmm. You think so? Yeah, I felt like it was stronger than a Lacroix. Maybe more like Waterloo level. Yeah. Of the flavor, but it wasn't like, it's not like the grapefruit has grapefruit juice in it. Well, are you sure about that? Because when I pour them out, they're hazy and that's... Are they? Yeah. That was what I was drinking just now was the blackberry one and you couldn't see through it. All right. So I'm looking at the lemon lime one right now. Carbonated water, shocker, organic lemon flavor, organic lime flavor, hemp oil with naturally occurring CBD. So I wonder if the hemp oil is what makes it cloudy. You think? I don't know. I never thought of hemp oil as a cloudy thing. It's but it's 20 milligrams of CBD in a can. For those of y'all counting milligrams <laughs> in your diet. I am. So I, I guess I just felt like they definitely have a more present flavor than like a LaCroix, but I don't I don't feel like it's as strong as a spindrift, which to me almost leans towards soda right. in the flavor. I think maybe I'm because the Spindrift I drink the most is the lemon one, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more seltzery than the grapefruit one, which is like a grapefruit juice. It's mm-hmm. like a sparkling grapefruit juice. Yeah, the grapefruit is my Spindrift of choice, and it probably is because the flavor is very strong. Yeah, and I love grapefruit. Yeah, but the flavors I got were strawberry, lemon lime, blackberry, and grapefruit mm-hmm. for the Untitled Art. So I'll, maybe I'll go in order of of. Like to dislike, maybe. Uh, so lemon lime is probably my favorite. Close behind that was the grapefruit, which I felt like had a really good, like you said, it's not like a grapefruit spindrift, which is like a grapefruit juice, but it did have like a punch that was above and beyond just like what a grapefruit LaCroix might taste like or pamplemousse LaCroix tastes like. Like it's a little bit punchier than that. I just nodded as if that comes through <laughs> on the microphone. <laughs> um, after that is blackberry, which I thought had a good taste but i don't like blackberry a lot <laughs> because it's the same as a raspberry 
Like, it's Were you going to go though. into that again? No, I'm not going to go into that. But it, what's the difference between a blackberry and a raspberry? So much. Flavor-wise? Yeah. I guess the flavor profile is pretty similar. Kind of a tart berry flavor. You've said profile so many times. Like a couple of snoots on this this one. I mean, it's a food podcast in a way. I mean, it's not. Yeah, but, but we don't. We're, what, six episodes in and we haven't said profile <laughs> this much. I'll work on saying profile even no, more. No, I'm saying, okay, do what you want. <laughs> Thanks. But they taste the same, right? I don't, I guess. I, can I don't you know. eat a blackberry like whole? Yeah. they're to, Well, they can be. Is there be. a little stem at the top of them that you need to, why am I thinking of that? No. I mean, they can have, I guess, a little sticky outy stem like a mulberry can. I feel like there's something in there every time I eat one that's like, should I be eating that? Is it the seeds that bother you? The seeds are very present in the blackberry. It's not the seeds. It's like if it had a hair or like a little like rindy part in the middle of it. It has both of those things, but not like raspberries have little hairs on them too. Yeah. Well, I don't like those either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. So it's the point I'm making. Yeah. (laughs) I guess for you, they're the same. I feel like they don't have subtle. I feel for some. I guess for you because the textures. You don't like the textures or the flavors. or the flavors. The right, fl- it's the, the flavor for me. I can handle have, a weird texture. I love textures, a kiwi, and a kiwi is a wild texture. The textures are slightly different. Kiwi shouldn't be we. <laughs> my motto. You do but say I that love the taste. The yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah, a blackberry that does have like kind of a solid core happening, and there are like sometimes. A little yeah. tendrils. Yeah. Yeah. That's Despite all that, mm-hmm. I liked the Blackberry uh, CBD water from Untitled Art. And then Strawberry, which was I was the most excited about because who doesn't love Strawberry? Yeah, Strawberry is great. Uh, wasn't wild about this one. I felt like it had a metallic taste uh, to the front of it. All of these kind of do a little bit, and I'm not really sure what that was, whether it's the water from Wisconsin or something like that. But this one, with the other ones, that sensation kind of shook off after a first sip, if it was even there in that first sip. But with the strawberry, it kind of hung in there until I was done with it. Huh. And uh, so, yeah, it was hard to enjoy that one. Even And maybe it was that added with the disappointment of really being excited for it. Yeah. I feel like... We've been disappointed by strawberry flavored stuff because we got the strawberry spindrift and it's also not my fave. And I was really excited about it. Maybe I don't like strawberries. I think the thing is that strawberry ends up being a lot tarter than you're expecting. When you think strawberry, you think sweet, but strawberries can be pretty tart. Yeah. And I think that can be surprising. Like if you're expecting like a strawberry soda. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you're expecting a little bit of a sweetness that's not going to really be there if it's actually strawberry. Maybe, but a strawberry is not tart. I I see, but I think strawberries can be tart. Like they're not – I feel like it's a unicorn when you get a strawberry that's like perfectly sweet or it's like right in the thick of summer, you know, like strawberry season. But like, you know, like a year-round strawberry is kind of on the tart side. But the thing with all of these other things, all these other flavors, is they taste like the fruit that they taste like to me when I eat the fruit. Yeah. And strawberry, and it's true in the Waterloo and the Spindrift. Like, they don't taste like the strawberry that I'm eating when I'm eating strawberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So something happens in either the juicing or whatever that that makes it taste different, but it's practically a different flavor. Yeah, I agree. I thought the strawberry spindrift was fine, but it just wasn't like, it Mm. wasn't, I was expecting like a wow, like I feel about the grapefruit and I didn't get that. So you you wanted wow and you got, hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. okay. (laughs) I I get it. I see what you're doing. So my list is about the same. And I also wanted to say that I also got that metallic taste at the front. I think it's the CBD oil maybe that gives that flavor. But then it would be present out on all of them i kind of but then like like if you're drinking like a glass of wine or like a beer like that first taste is always a little stronger Mm -hmm. you know your your mouth kind of acclimates right i also felt like 
And I think that how the flavor worked with that metallic taste drove how I felt about each of these. So the grapefruit and the – so mine were also – I think I liked grapefruit the best, mm-hmm. followed so closely by the lemon lime. And I think with those, the bitterness that you expect from those fruits, like kind of a um, like a zest, you know, like a citrus zest. Mm-hmm. That worked with that flavor. So the metallic taste was still surprising. I tasted it in the first sip sip or two. But then after that, it kind of like mellowed into just being part of the Mm. flavor profile of those citrus fruits. For me, Mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of all started to work together. The blackberry was also my third, which surprises me because I thought it would be – I was sure I'd love the grapefruit. Blackberries don't taste good. Well, I was sure grapefruit would be my favorite because I love grapefruit the most. But then I thought blackberry would be my second because I love blackberries. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. But I Mm. thought with the blackberry, the flavor was nice and strong. And so that kind of overpowered that metallic flavor after the first couple sips. And then the strawberry, I'm with you. And I think it was because it had kind of a sourness. I Mm. feel like when companies are mixing up a strawberry flavor, they often will pair it with lemon. And that tartness... The tartness didn't work with that because the metallic flavor is a little bit bitter. And so it works with the like bitterness of grapefruit or like the bitterness of lime, but mm-hmm. with like, or, and with the sweetness of blackberry, but like that tartness from the strawberry just didn't, it didn't work for me. Hmm. Yeah. I felt like, I don't know what it was. The, the metal stuck around for me with the, and it wasn't necessarily the tartness that was, it was that sensation that just didn't go away. And so using your beer wine analogy, like something about that strawberry one made it not acclimate. Yeah. I'll say also that the strawberry one is the, I don't remember it very well. It was like the most forgettable of the flavors that I tried. The grapefruit, like I can still taste it and it was good. Well, you're drinking it right now. Well, no, I'm not. (laughs) I wish. I'm going to get one. Just have one. I could crack that lemon lime that's right there though that I grabbed. Hastily. That's my favorite flavor there. Okay. I'll get a grapefruit one later. No, I would never. You, okay. You, you are. You did. Oh. Yeah, it has that like metallic flavor right off the top, and huh. I don't know why. See, but I then poured mine in a glass and didn't get it with the blackberry. I wonder if it's can related. Wait, the metal can? <laughs> that was my head exploding. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. And we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod or just text us, I guess, and you get the same thing. You can also slide into our DMs. You can all... Do you want to just do the rest? No, I just wanted to interject that one thing. You can also follow us at Talkin Tofu on t- or on Twitter or at Talkin Tofu Pod on Instagram. I'm glue and glitter on all social media, including TikTok now. Follow me there. What's going on on TikTok? So I don't know if y'all have heard about the TikTok Creative Learning Fund, but TikTok has partnered with some ad agencies to help get more educational uh, material onto the platform. And they've hired a bunch of creators to bring all kinds of different how-to kind of stuff to TikTok. There are all kinds of creators. There's one I really love named Maybe that talks about like um, social justice kind of stuff. There are awesome DIYers on there and they brought me on to bring some vegan content and some recipe content to the platform. So I'm really excited to partner with TikTok and this agency called InCast. Are you going to do dances? I have not yet done dances. I don't know that I'll do dances. Are you going to do things where you point at words that come up? Already done. Okay. I have already pointed. Those are the two things I know about TikTok. Me too. And so I thought, go with what you know. And I'm just kind of, I'm learning as I go on TikTok. It's been really fun. I mean, I've been doing reels on Instagram, which is kind of like TikTok. So, um, you know, see, I took some stuff that worked from there and kind of did similar stuff. And I'm just kind of learning as I go. Awesome. It's been really fun. I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram and nowhere else. And we'd love to hear from you. Got a suggestion for a food we should try? Thoughts about an episode? Just want to say hello? Want to draw us a picture? Write us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington, Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye. Goodbye. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.